That's it. That was your cue. What was my cue? That right there. You're supposed to say, Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. That's right. Then you say, Myths from Around the World. Myths from Around the World. Okay, and a stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast. A stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast? Well, where are we? How are we going to get home? I'm going to get scared. Everything will be all right, trust me. Oh, and this is our submission for the Dog Days of Podcasting 2022. Welcome back to Bob's Campfire. We just finished up Sinbad's first voyage, Red Base Me. That was my story. We're just giving the audience what they asked for, diversity in their narrators. You're letting a bunch of freeloaders use my source material. None of you did the homework. Excuse me, Sir Hector, but I did the homework. I got all my mess right here. Well, excuse me, Tom. You should be supporting me here anyhow. You and I were the only ones who were prepared. I don't see what the big deal is, Sir Hector. Ain't we all part of a team? Sir Hector does not see himself as just a cast member. I'm sure you know this. I am the host of the show. He's often mentioned us as his crew. I know, because I used to be triggered by that word. I'd get flashbacks from swabbing the deck. Oh, and the captain. You took an oath of silence on that. Never mind. Well, you're not the host nor a member of this team anymore, so I'm not sure why we're even talking to ye. Ha! Easier to pretend that there's no conversation here than to have it. Tom, surely you can see my point of view. How would you feel if they took your hard work and read it instead of you? I wouldn't care about that. Heck, here you go, Bob. This one's called The Quest for Medusa's Head. Let the boys read it. That's fun. Well, I don't care. Well, why don't you let each of them read one or two parts? There's eight of them. I say, can I get them? Well, Never mind him. Munchak, Hook, Smee, Pierre, Jeffrey, Little B, Keeper. Who wants to read? Who wants to go first? What about me? Wait a minute. Where did you come from? What do you mean? I've been here the entire time. No, I am sure you have not been. Yes, I have. I was on the first episode. If you were here the whole time, why haven't you been gloating over Sir Hector's demise? That is a good point. This is not something you would have left alone. Hmm. You know, I don't remember where I was. Sounds like you are not the only one who is forgetting about you. <laughs> I really wrote. I tell that is volunteering for the first part of the story. Great, everyone. Here it comes. Ah, there it is. The Quest of Medusa's Head, Part 1, The Wooden Chest. There was a king of the Argos who had but one child, and that child was a girl. If he'd had a son, he would have trained him up to be a brave man and a great king. 
but he did not know what to do with this fair-haired daughter. <laughs> when he saw her growing up to be a tall and slender and wise, he wondered if, after all, he would have to die sometime and leave his lands and his gold and his kingdom to her. So he sent to Delphi and asked the Pythia about it. The Pythia told him that he would not only have to die some time, but that the son of his daughter would cause his death. <laughs> this frightened the king very much, and he tried to think of some plan by which he could keep the Pythia's words from coming true. At last, he made up his mind that he would build a prison for his daughter and keep her in it all her life. So he called his workmen, and he had them dig a deep round hole in the ground. And in this hole they built a house of brass, which had but one room and no door at all, but only a small window at the top. When it was finished, the king put the maiden, whose name was Danae, into it, and with her he put her nurse and her toys and her pretty dresses and everything that he thought that she would need to make her happy. <laughs> now we shall see that the Pythia does not always tell the truth, he said. So Danae was kept shut up in the prison of brass. She had no one to talk to but her old nurse, and never saw the land or the sea, but only the blue sky above the open window, and now and then a cloud sailing across. Day after day she sat under the window and wondered why her father kept her in that lonely place, and whether he would ever come and take her out. I do not know how many years passed by, but Danae grew fairer every day, and by and by she was no longer a child, but a tall and beautiful woman, and Jupiter, amid the clouds, looked down and saw her, and loved her. One day it seemed to her that the sky opened, and a shower of gold fell through the window into the room. And when the blinding shower had ceased, a noble young man stood smiling before her. She did not know, nor do I, that it was Jupiter who had come thus down in the rain, but she thought that he was a brave prince who had come over the sea to take her out of her prison house. After that he came often, but always as a tall and handsome youth. And by and by they were married, with only the nurse at the wedding feast, and Danae was so happy that she no longer felt lonesome, even when he was away. But one day, when he climbed out through the narrow window, there was a great flash of light, and she never saw him again. Not long afterward, a babe was born to Danae, a smiling boy whom she named Perseus. For four years she and the nurse kept him hidden, and not even the women who brought their food to the window knew about him. But one day the king chanced to be passing by and heard the child's prattle. When he learned the truth, he was very much alarmed, for he thought that now, in spite of all that he had done, the words of Pythia might come true. The only sure way to save himself would be to put the child to death before he was old enough to do any harm. But 
when he had taken the little Perseus and his mother out of the prison and seen how helpless the child was, he could not bear the thought of having killed him outright. For the king, although a great coward, was really a kind-hearted man and did not like to see anything suffer pain. Yet something must be done. So he bade his servants make a wooden chest that was roomy and watertight and strong. And when it was done, he put the nay and the child into it and had it taken far out to sea and left there to be tossed about by the waves. He thought in that way he would rid himself of both daughter and grandson without seeing them die, for surely the chest would sink after a while, or else the winds would cause it to drift to some strange shore so far that they could never come back to Argos again. All day and all night, then another day, the fair Danae and the child drifted over the sea. The waves rippled and played before around the floating chest. The west wind whistled cheerily, and the seabirds circled in the air above. And the child was not afraid, but dipped his hand into the curling waves and laughed at the merry breezes and shouted back at the screaming birds. But on the second night all was changed. A storm arose, the sky was black, the billows were mountain high, and the wind roared fearfully. Yet through it all the child slept soundly in his mother's arms, and Danae sang over him this song. Sleep, sleep, dear child, and take your rest. Upon your troubled mother's breast For you can lie without one fear Of dreadful danger lurking near Wrapped in soft robes and warmly sleeping You do not hear your mother weeping You do not see the mad waves leaping Nor heed the wheeze their vigils keeping The stars are hid, the night is dear The waves beat high, the storm is here but you can sleep, my darling child, and know not up a wild. At last the morning of the third day came, and the chest was tossed upon the sanding shore of a strange island, where there were green fields and beyond them a little town. A man who happened to be walking near the shore saw it and dragged it far up on the beach. Then he looked inside, and there he saw the beautiful lady and the little boy. He helped them out and led them just as they were to his own house, where he cared for them very kindly. And when Danae had told him her story, he bade her feel no more fear, for they might have a home with him as long as they should choose to stay, and he would be a true friend to them both. Studios presentation of the Myths from Around the World, a special Dog Days of Podcasting contribution. 
Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. The stories that we have shared can be found at gutenberg.org. We can be found on Facebook on the Masterpiece Audio Theatre page, on nimlas.org, or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 unported license. Thanks for joining us.